Join me, Christine Weinbrenner Eirich, for soulful conversations with my community of travelers, exploring the heart, the mind, and the globe. We might all agree that we are missing travel right now. These conversations highlight what tourism really means for the world. Soul of Travel honors the passion and dedication of the people making a positive impact in tourism. In each episode, you'll hear the story of industry professionals and seasoned travelers who know travel is more than a vacation. It is an opportunity for personal awareness and it is a vehicle for change. We are thought leaders, action takers, and heart-centered change makers. This is the soul of travel. I am so happy to be sharing my conversation with Jet Set Jeanette. Jeanette Seha is a bilingual travel journalist, TV host, travel advisor, and a global public speaker. Over the past 10 years, she has interviewed countless celebrities, politicians, athletes, and travel experts, including Samantha Brown, Rick Steves, and Anthony Bourdain. Her work has appeared on many media outlets around the world. Early in 2020, Jeanette was a speaker at the Women's Economic Forum in Cairo, Egypt. While in Cairo, she received the award, Iconic Women Creating a Better World for All. In 2019, she was awarded as one of the top 20 Global Women of Excellence by U.S. Congressman Danny K. Davis and the Multi-Ethnic Advisory Task Force. Jeanette was also one of the nominees for the Best Travel Creator at the Tecla Awards, part of the 10th Annual Hispanicized Conference honoring Latinx contributions to media. Jeanette is continually honored for her work advocating for more diversity and inclusion in the travel industry. She aims to assist and represent every traveler with a special emphasis on women, diversity, youth, and travelers with disabilities. It has been such a joy for me to get to know Jeanette. During this conversation, she and I discuss the importance of making travel available to everyone and the powerful healing and growth that travel offers. We also discuss our personal growth and awareness journeys knowing and honoring our why, and living your truth. We also spend some time exploring the importance of seeing yourself represented on the path you aspire to take and how this opens the door for you to follow your dreams. Join me now for my soulful conversation with Jeanette Seha. Good morning and welcome to Soul of Travel. So happy today to be sitting down with Jeanette Seha of Jet Set with Jeanette. And um, we connected, it feels like an eternity ago. So I've just been sitting in this space, so excited for this conversation to happen. So I'm glad that we're finally here in February and it's today. Um, Jeanette, before we get started, I would love to give you the space to just introduce yourself and let our listeners know a little bit about who you are and um, what you look like in the space of travel, what you do, which is so many things, but just give us a, a general understanding of, of who you are in that space. Sure. Well, thank you, Christine, for having me on your show and being able to have this space to talk with you and share with your audience. And um, just, I'm really honored. So thank you. Um, just a little bit about myself. I mean, I'm, I'm just a woman on this lifelong purpose, um, really just to unite humanity through travel. I mean, really deep, deep down, that's my whole purpose. But I feel as a woman and as a Latina, I've also have that layer where I want to empower um, more women and more diversity. And I, I found my calling in the space of travel and tourism. Um, I, I speak Spanish. I don't know what my first language was, English or Spanish. My parents are originally from Mexico. And I feel like my mother really inspired um, the love of travel because 
as a young girl, we would go to Mexico City or my or my father's hometown um, in Guadalajara, and we'd spend the summers there with my grandparents. And that really instilled a lot about you know our different culture, different language. And I've had my passport since I was about eight months or nine months. That was a roly poly. Um, so yeah, it was great. That's uh, a little thing. Thank you. Um, I I love the one line that you said. I mean, that really says it all. And that was the note that I have is um, creating unity through travel when we spoke. I, and it just um, spoke to my soul. Um, that, I mean, that's my, my purpose really as well is that travel is this great opportunity to create connection and to create understanding and awareness both of other cultures but within ourselves and so I, I think travel often gets overlooked for its ability to be all these things that you know we often just think of it as an escape and a, and a vacation and um, don't give it this credit for all of these experiences that actually kind of fall under that umbrella of travel so thank you so much for just um laying that road work because it's it's really what when I when I learned about who you are and what you do it's what got me so excited was this idea of unity and travel and really um to honor and celebrate the platform that you do have and the way you use it I mean I just get so excited every time I see something else shared about you know where you've spoken or who you've connected with or the work that you're doing that's being celebrated and because I've been so lucky to get to know you since we first met to know that that's is a reflection of your heart and it's not about you it's about all the people that you're serving so thank you so much for being the person that you are in this space I, I really think that travel needs the people who kind of light the space up in that way that is so sweet. And I receive that. Thank you, Christine. That is so <laughs> sweet. I mean, if anything, that just uh, validates, you know, my purpose again and again, and, and, and in a journey where a lot of the times I didn't know how or what but I know I knew my why. So my why is what kept me going um, during, you know, even during these uncertain times when I'm like not traveling um, for almost a year. I've only traveled between California and Nashville um, and to visit family. And for me, it's like, it's the longest I've ever been home, but I, I take everything uh, with gratitude and I've been able to still do my why, like having these great conversations with women like you in the travel space and being of service and, and being of, of, of value of any resources that I can be. Because again, like you mentioned earlier, it's really not about me. Um, and I've known that since a young age, I knew that there was something bigger than myself. And, and I knew that, you know, when you feel a big calling, you know that, um, it's not going to always be easy and you might be questioned along the way like why don't you just go for a more simple life why don't you um, work this nine to five and just call it a day and do this but I went the complete opposite way where I was like I didn't I knew where I wanted to go and I knew my why but I didn't know how there was nobody telling me do this do that do that um, but I am grateful that I've had mentors along the way who have guided me and I, I, I don't remember who said the saying, but um, when the student is ready, the teachers appear and there's a popular saying, and it's really true. Whenever I was committed and I was open and I, and I was ready, the, the teachers and the mentors came and I really feel grateful for that. Uh, that is such a powerful statement, especially right now, I think where, and I had in my notes from when we talked earlier as well about just like I had my parachute and I just jumped and I like, I knew I needed to jump, but didn't know where I was going. I feel like this whole year has kind of been that um, because very similar to you, I, I have always had this like such a loud calling to be in this space of creating connection and also helping to amplify the voices of women and help, you know, not only women, but all, all people who are silenced through 
all of those channels to just to tell the stories, to share the culture, to create connection. And sometimes it's been so loud, such a driving force that you're like, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I don't know where I'm running, but you said go and I'm going. And so that really resonates for me. And even with launching Soul of Travel this year, it was definitely like that nudge was we can't travel, but we still have to tell the stories and we still have to create connection. And I know you had a similar, a similar nudge because you also created global conversations, which I have been enjoying immensely. Um, so anybody who is listening to us talk today, make sure I actually was just finishing up your um, interview with the gentleman from Bhutan this morning. And it was so beautiful. <laughs> I just was, I'm like, I can't wait to go. Actually, I'm like, I'm vision boarding right now, Jeanette and I at the climate summit that he is creating. I'm like, that feels like a yes. (laughs) That is the hard yes, which I'm so grateful. Thank you. And I I would love to have you on. I'm going to start recording new episodes in March. So I'd love to have you on Christine um, as well on global conversations. And for me, kind of this similar reason, um, I found myself, you know, okay, I couldn't physically travel during the pandemic. And I've been really transparent, open the beginning of the pandemic from March to May was really emotionally difficult for me. And it wasn't because I couldn't travel. I mean, I've traveled a lot. I'm really grateful. I'll be okay. It was more just the collective, how I could feel so much fear, so much um, anxiety so much um, because we were we are going through something very unique in this time. We're going through this global pandemic together as a world. And um, for me, it was just trying to cope. And then once I was able to start to fill my cup again, because I just felt like so depressed and depleted and just, you know, once I was, I took a couple months just to recharge and to, you know, re-energize myself. Then I was able to be of service. Then I was able to give. Um, and that's when Global Conversations came up because I was, I was having these conversations anyways on the phone, Zoom meetings. I was like, we just, we need to share this. And um, again, it was, it, it helped me get through the really difficult times, you know, during this pandemic that we're still in. Um, and, and Dorji is just amazing. I mean, he came to my vision board workshop. He stayed awake till one or 2 a.m. with his daughter to do a vision board. I was so honored. I mean, um, and for me, vision boards are something something very special that I have been doing for five or so years, five or six years. And I've done workshops as a way to give back, a way to help it because people keep asking you, what is the vision board? It looks so simple, it looks so silly. And, and that's the thing, it, it's, you know, sometimes the things we want, it is very simple, but we get in our own way. Uh, we self-sabotage, we don't think we're enough, we're not worthy, et cetera, fill in the blank. And I've been there. I mean, I have been there. I have self-sabotaged many opportunities. Um, when I was younger, I was in my teens, I was able to go for like Miss, you know, Tennessee, teen Tennessee or some, some pageant. Um, but I never saw myself like as a model or anything like that. And I remember, you know, going through the first round and they were like, oh my gosh, you'd be perfect for this. And I was like, I would, it scared me because it meant being seen. And I still wasn't ready yet for that. And so I didn't do it. And I didn't do a lot of things because I was afraid of success. I had the fear of success, um, which I always talk to people, to students, to college students, and I have a mentee now. I tell them, you know, understanding mindset work and self-development is so key to your success, whatever success means to you, um, because it really is a game changer in the sense that whatever opportunities come your way, if you're not mentally ready, if you don't feel worthy, um, you know, you could block it or self-sabotage. And I did that for about 20 years. So I'm a great expert at that. So, you know, over the years, I've really worked on um, the fear of success, overcoming it and my self-worth, understanding my value, understanding um, that I am enough. Like everybody is enough. You know, we live in a world where we think we're not enough, but we are enough. Um, So I always talk about that and vision boards help with manifesting goals, whether they're micro, macro, however big, however small, just put it on a board and and visualize and believe that is all part of the 
the beautiful process of um, visualization. And you never know, Christine, we, we, I totally see us once borders open up and everything, you know, the new norm, uh, totally see us in Bhutan, you know, having tea with Dorji and talking about things and, you know, like, absolutely, why not? So. portions of the same image but like the ma different magazine people had like cropped the picture kind of differently and as I lined them up they literally line up perfectly and my daughter was like mom that is the craziest thing I have ever seen like she's like that's not one picture is it I'm like no it, I mean it, it is and it isn't um and so the symbolism behind that in itself was pretty crazy um but it, it just felt like that was the, like literally putting the puzzle pieces together. Um, and then I listened also to your interview with uh, Janine Cohen and talking about vision boarding and some of the crazy things that manifested out of hers. So anyone who is curious about vision boarding, I would definitely say follow up with Jeanette and then also listen to that episode because it was crazy cool. Um, I would like to go back a little bit just to spend some more time on this purpose and why, because I think this is something that is so valuable and um, it is becoming more common in our culture, but just to walk people through like why that is so valuable and, and also knowing your personal values, which goes into your why. Um, I don't know if you like to share any of your process with that. I know for me, it's it really through this year has been everything. Like as you're looking at opportunities that come your way, whether it's this year or in the future, like how you have that ability to check and balance. And we were both just talking about kind of feeling really like we've been go, 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 go. And that happens. And there can be a point where you're like, no, that doesn't need to be on my plate. Like, I don't need to accept that opportunity just because it came my way. Because when I check here on my list, it doesn't, it doesn't align. It's a great opportunity. It doesn't align. That can feel scary. So when you really know your values and your why, you can like move forward with more clarity. So what has that felt like for you? Such a great question, Christine. And it goes really deep for me. Um, even 20... 2021 Jeanette is not the same as 2020 Jeanette is not the same as 2019 but I can say that through the past year and a half or you know past two years I have really 
gone deep into my own wounds, traumas, blockages, fears, um, and really um, dealt with myself. What is holding me back? What, what is what is it that I'm afraid? Um, what is it that I'm, I, I, why do I feel so not worthy? Why don't I, like so many questions that I had to really sit with myself. I really dug into uh, coaching, um, therapy, I got therapy. I um, just started to do daily affirmations and just rewiring my limited beliefs, my outdated beliefs that I wasn't lovable or I wasn't, you know, et cetera. I wasn't enough. I wasn't all these things that was the story I kept telling myself. Um, and I realized too that I wasn't able to receive for the longest time, I was able to give and I'm such a giver, like I give my light, I give my love, I give my time, I give, I give, 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 give. But I was not able to receive and a few years ago, I went on a date with this guy. And after dinner, you know, he, he told me he goes, I gave you so many compliments and you turned every single one down. And I would, I subconsciously had no idea. So I was so self-deprecating. He would say, Oh, you look so nice. And I was like, Oh no, this old thing. No, no, no. Like I was just not able to receive in, in, in many ways. Um, so I really had to, to look at myself, which I think a lot of people, um, it helps with clarity is, is start with you. Um, a lot of people who come to me like during this day who, who don't know my journey, don't know me, maybe they see what I'm doing. Um, they say, I want to do what you're doing. Now, what do we think I do? Oh, you do this, you do. No, that's not all I do. I do so much more. But, you know, it really comes to building the best version of yourself and being your best so that you can give your best. Um, for me, that meant like all the the things that I told you, therapy, coaching, affirmations, yoga, meditation, um, really just putting putting myself first, honoring my wants and needs instead of always trying to cater to everybody else. I'm a recovering people pleaser. I used to want to please the world um, because I thought that if I didn't you know, make everyone happy, they would just leave me. Again, all that is rooted in your own self-worth and, and your self-development. That's why it's so key for anyone to do the self-development work, to do the mindset work, to, to do the, you know, the, the affirmations for me, that was so key because I'll never forget when I started to do daily affirmations, uh, two years ago, I wrote on a post-it, I am lovable. I am love. And I would cry and tears would come down my face because adult Jeanette was telling inner child, young Jeanette, something she really didn't believe. So I was watching in real time, um, you know, all this transformation. And I was just daily doing it consistently, consistently making time for myself. And I really feel like 2021 Jeanette is is really truly who I've always been, but I was just afraid to really just shine and I was afraid to, you know, to receive. And, and another thing that I've changed as far as during the pandemic and, and this year is I made a, a, a motto and a note that no more one-sided anything, no more one-sided relationships, professionally and, and personally. Um, I just, I'm done with all the people who just take, 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 and just, you know, deplete me. Um, so that is a key decision in me on anything, like any projects, any work, anything I do. Um, if we're not aligned and if it's just, you know, one-sided, I, I pass because I just don't honor that anymore. It's not, it's not in my integrity. And I, I don't, want to feel like taken advantage of anymore because I have for so long. Um, so that is empowering. You know, for me, it's very empowering, very, very full of clarity and just love for myself um, because I had to put boundaries and some people don't like it. But again, it's, it's not my problem. It's not my responsibility to like and please everyone. It's my responsibility to like myself and to, to be my best version. And I think that's when real change comes. It's a long answer, but... <laughs>
for these conversations. Um, I, I And I, I think it's so important. And I find it a lot in the space of travel, particularly that people talk about living their truth, living their dream, connecting to like their mission and vision. And I, I think part of that is because as people in this industry, part of our journey is to tell the story of the world and to tell other people's stories. And we do that experientially through travel. And so um, it's just, it's like this huge journey within ourselves to get to the space, to be able to show the world in that way with love and um, respect and to not take advantage of cultures and people and the planet and to like do it all in this way where it's this harmonious exchange. Um, so that was my, I guess, my tangent in this moment, but I feel like it's just so important and all of those pieces line up. And I, and I love so much in these conversations that we often go to this space of inner work and inner journey, and then it comes out through our work. So thank you for sharing that. Um, another piece of what I love that you do is talking about how travel is for everyone. And it is a really powerful experience as I was just sharing. And I do think that it should be made um, available to everyone everywhere. Um, and I know uh, one thing that we talked about before is like the idea of travel that it doesn't have to be far and it doesn't have to be luxurious and it doesn't have to be like this thing that you're checking off your box or the status symbol. And really it can be more of a way that you approach an experience so that it's about your mindset and not the travel per se. So you could really be traveling and just going somewhere else in your city or um, traveling and just experiencing a daily action in a different way. Or you could be traveling and going somewhere else within our country or globally. Um, so I, I would love for you to talk about why you think that travel should be available to everyone. Yeah, because we're, we're all humans. I mean, it's all about humanity for me. Um, I, I truly feel like a global citizen. I've always felt that way um, since a young girl. I feel that um, my love for humanity is, is the travel is the bridge for my love for humanity. Um, I am so grateful that I that I have been able to travel um, at now in my 30s. I've been so grateful that I've been able to travel to about 60 countries in my lifetime. And every time I, I visited a different country, experienced a different culture, a different language, um, and, and different environments. And I'll never forget the happiest people that I've ever met uh, were uh, a village in a, in a small town in, in, in Fiji. I, yes, Fiji is beautiful, yes. And, and from what we see on the outside, what I experienced on the outside, I was living in Australia at the time. I lived in Australia in 2012. I took a job out there for six months. Um, so Fiji was really close to me. So that's why I was able to go to Fiji. Um, but the sailor of our small ship said, hey, I would like to take you guys off the beaten path. And would you guys be okay to go visit my village at a small island? And we were all like, yeah, absolutely. So he took us to a small village on this, I mean, it's gorgeous island. However, um, there were huts made of sticks and mud. Very humble, very, very friendly. And the children were playing with sticks and um, they had a piece of bread and they offered us all bread. I mean, that to me, and they were the happiest people that I've probably ever met in my life. It just showed so much to me that you really don't need anything materialistically, extrinsically to be happy. Um, you know, it's just about what you're grateful for and gratitude. And for me, wherever I travel, we all want the similar things. We wanna be happy, we wanna be with our loved ones, we wanna have our basic needs met and we wanna be seen and appreciated. So for me, um, I feel really disheartened when people don't feel included because to me, we're all, we're all enough. And, and yeah, that's, that's a little bit why.
what a shame that this is your country and I just got to have this most beautiful experience and and it's like hours from your village and you might not ever get there. And I, I came all the way around the world to see this. And so then I have always been thinking about as I grow my travel program, like how can I make it accessible, not just to my travelers, but what can I do to ensure that people that I'm going to their home, that they get to have similar experiences that I get to have. And then also have people show me so much generosity with conceivably so little. Um, just those moments are like it, right? Like that, that's why I travel. That's the feeling that gives me hope. And then I want everyone to be able to like have a moment in that space. So, yeah. That's so beautiful, Christine. And, and, and just like what you're saying, it all comes to me when you when hearing your stories, which is so powerful. It's 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 gratitude. It's it's really like just you're grateful for that experience. You're grateful to met, you know, the locals and, and Uganda and you this humanity, the beauty of humanity, the beauty of connection, the beauty of, of that's what that's that is the root of it. For me, that is that is what it's all about. Everything else is just icing on, on the cake. I mean, everything else is amazing, but the why is for that, is to connect, is to uh, meet other global citizens and to learn and to grow um, and embrace each other. And as far as diversity and inclusion goes, I mean, it's just about inviting everyone to the table and giving everyone a voice. And, and you know, we're all, we are all enough and we're all worthy and we're all have something to say and a story to share. So why not? Um, that's really what it, it's all about for me. And I love those stories. Um, so thank you for, yeah, thanks for sharing. <laughs> when you were just talking about um, diversity and inclusion, and I know this is part of why I wanted to have the space for Voices of Women this season is for those moments of being at so many travel conferences and um, even reading travel magazines and noticing so many bylines by men and, and, and being at conferences where, where only men are, are speaking in the space of travel, or maybe there's one woman, uh, you know, at, at an event. And I remember initially thinking like, why are, you know, these two or three women are really my heroes in the space of travel. And then I was like, they're the only two or three women I've ever heard. So, I mean, of course they are amazing. So I, I won't take that away from them, but where are all of the rest of the people that I know? Um, are working so hard in this space and from this um, perspective. And so I wanted to create these conversations so more women could see themselves in this industry, could see how we can show up a little bit different in this space and be invited into the conversation. And because I, I've had that moment where I, I've just seen like one woman who was like holding her space in that conversation, I was like, oh, I could do this. Like that was literally the moment where I was like, oh, I don't have to be someone's assistant in this space, or I don't have to um, only aspire to this level. I, I can go ahead and aspire for it all. Like you can break a glass ceiling. You can, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can <laughs> and break another glass ceiling. And what I think has been so inspiring in the U.S. I mean, politics aside, is is like seeing Kamala Harris break break a glass ceiling and I watch with my um when uh, election night or inauguration I watch with my mother I watch with my sister-in-law who is expecting her second daughter and my eight-year-old niece and it was really empowering as women to see a glass ceiling in our history on that level as vice president um really and 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 with diversity and so much just it felt really empowering and I feel in, in the travel industry as women, you know, you are inspiring other women, younger, you know, maybe they're in college, maybe they're in high school to do what you're doing. You're paving a way for more women. And I feel very inspired when I see women um, just thriving in any industry, but especially in travel and tourism, because for me too, I, like I said earlier, I took a different route um, and uh, my family, bless them, you know, traditional in the sense where maybe by 25 in Mexico, it's like, okay, you're married, you have kids, you have all this. And 
I am, you know, in my early thirties now and I am super single, no guy on the radar and that's okay. Um, and, and I actually had to have this really serious conversation with myself this year. I'll be 35 in June and you know, I had to think about, okay, maybe I'm going to freeze my eggs, which is something that honestly, I never thought about and never thought I would do. Um, but a lot of women have different journeys and, and it's okay. I mean, there's, you know, there's different journeys. Um, you know, one of the things that I've experienced at speaking at travel conferences, being one of the few women as well abroad or, or here in the U.S. is I've gotten asked by men, um, so what are you going to choose, a career or family? Or even better, I was told by a man who I dated years ago in L.A., uh, I was told, uh, what, what, what man will date a woman that travels as much as you? And it really like hurt my feelings uh, to the core because that's my purpose. And I, it really for a, a minute made me question, do I have to give up my career, my purpose, my passion in order to be in a relationship, in order to have a family? Like, why do I have to choose? Why is, why? Because just because I'm a woman. So uh, I really think that Again, women can do anything. It's an individual choice. I feel if women want to have families and work and travel, that's great. If women want to be single and work and travel, that's great. I think they can do anything. And it's up to the woman as an individual to make that decision. Um, and I think that men just have to just understand. And, and it's really no one's business to question uh, what a woman is going to do in her career. And so, uh, yeah, I've taken those, you know, kind of, like daggers, I would say, and, and just really fueled and empowered myself. And, um, and I do truly believe one day when I meet my future partner, that we will have that discussion, because I do want to have a family um, one day. And I think it's important that as women, you know, we, we have these conversations and, and know that um, whatever path you choose is okay. Yeah, and it, it's, again, really helpful to see people who, have, who are taking all the different paths so that you see yours, right? And, um, and it is very difficult sometimes having those discussions. And I think again, in, in a lot of industries, but when you look at higher, higher achieving positions or um, you, you see men in them because it's easier for them to have their support system at home. And as a woman, when you ask for that same situation to be reversed, it's a lot harder to make it happen. And it doesn't mean it can't happen, but you also just need to have your partner who is aligned with your goals because then they want you to achieve your dreams. So knowing again, your why and your purpose and your vision and just being like, I got it. Like, this is my thing. And the, the person that sees that in me is actually never going to want it to be different than that. And um, I think we often feel like we do have to release that and let it go and uh, sacrifice that because of roles that are modeled for us. So I, I think, again, it's so valuable just to keep telling the stories, allowing more people to live their truth so that we see all of these options that are available to us and know that we don't have to say no to ourselves because it's a lot easier when you see it than to like to always be breaking that ceiling down <laughs> because sometimes you're like I I do like I just want it to be easy for a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we are those women who are, you know, breaking glass ceilings in many different ways and, and paving new paths. And, you know, you never know, uh, Christine, who's watching you, listening to you um, from around the world. And for me, I really feel empowered by the youth and students because I know I was once one of them. I was I was eager and and I looked up to to women um, like Oprah, you know, or I looked at up to to Jennifer Lopez and in different I just looked up to different women um and Selma Hayek and um and and they just really inspired me so um yeah you never know who you're inspiring and that's also what keeps me going when I'm asked these difficult questions or I am going through different phases or different chapters in my life where I really um just you know go my own journey so 
I think that really speaks to another conversation I've had a lot, especially when you're looking at maybe your personal growth journey or um, being a teacher or a leader. We often think that we need to be like at the pinnacle before we can go back and teach and like really talking about being able to share your journey from the space that you're at so that the people that are a step behind you can just keep following. Like we don't have to wait to the end of our journey to go back and teach the beginning. And we might've even forgot about the beginning by the time we're at the end anyway. And so to really give people the uh, permission to not need to, to know their worth as they are now, to be able to be the leader now, and you can continue to grow and, and your reach might be further, but not to limit yourself waiting for this next version or this ideal version to happen before you begin. And I'm totally talking to myself, so I'm not, you know, exempt from this, but um, I think that that's a really a powerful part of a conversation that I've had with a lot of women. Yeah. And I totally agree. I think, again, just knowing who you are, knowing your why, um, honoring yourself, your needs, your wants, and just honoring who you are, um, that you, you will always go where you're needed to go. Um, and regardless what anyone says, or regardless what anyone thinks, what you think and what you, what you want is, is what matters and your happiness and your dreams go for it. I mean, just go for it. And a lot of the things that I have accomplished or that I have done, I didn't feel ready. I was like, oh my gosh, but I just did it anyways. And, um, or some people told me, oh, but you can, or, oh, but you're this, or you're, you're a woman or, oh, 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 I just did it, <laughs> you know? And it wasn't even to prove anyone, any, to prove anything to anyone. It was more just to, to, to live, to live. We live in the present moment, you know, instead of waiting for the perfect time when I'm five pounds lighter, when I'm in a relationship, when I, when I, when I, we all wait for, you know, and then things like right now we're in a pandemic where even if we wanted to travel sometimes we physically can't go to many places in the world yet. So a lot of people put off travel for many different reasons, but, but I'm speaking like for decades, not just for, you know, my father who wanted to go to Germany his whole life. And, um, you know, now he has health conditions. So physically, even if he wanted to, he can't. Um, so that is one of his regrets. When I went to Brazil by myself for 10 days for the World Cup, I asked so many family and friends, do you want to come with me because I'm going? They all said, no, I can't because of this, that. Fine. I went anyways by myself for 10 days to Brazil with one World Cup ticket that I got at a, at a third party ticket seller. I was so determined. I'm not going to miss a World Cup in Brazil no matter what. And people kept saying, but you're a woman. It's dangerous. This, that. Um, aren't you scared? And, um, you know, all these fears and all these um, things. And um, I said, you know what, guys, I'm going to live my life. Heaven forbid, if I die out there, I at least die doing what I love. I'm living. I'm not sitting at home in my little safe comfort zone, watching the TV saying, oh, I wish I could be there. I am there. I am out there. <laughs> and like, that is like my motto. That is, that is my, the, the reason that, that I do what I do, even if I'm scared. Yeah, sure. I was afraid. I was like, I don't know anybody in Brazil. I mean, I am going by myself. I am a woman. So I have to be vigilant and I have to be cautious. Absolutely. But Fear, you know, we can live, we can live and lead through fear. We can be brave and 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 experience life, and of course, be cautious, but but live. Um, and so, those are the things I don't regret. But all the people I asked if they wanted to come with me, like, oh, I regret it. The job laid me off, or my boyfriend broke up with me. All the, these things happen, anyways. And so they're like, I should have just gone with you. But the time and the moment passed. It, it, that's one thing we don't get back. We don't get time back. So living in the present um, and, and living, just living, not existing, but living is what um, I really don't live with any regrets because even if I failed or even if I was scared, I learned, I grew as a person and I proved to myself, you know, living abroad in, in Australia and Italy as well, that I can do it. I can live and work 
abroad. I can travel alone to 30 countries and I can, I can do it. <laughs> so it's really empowering actually. Oh, I'm like just yeah. cheering you on so much right now. <laughs> um, it is, it's so, it's so empowering. And again, like maybe travel doesn't get the credit for this, but when you do something like that, when you travel, when you hop on a plane to somewhere and you, you really, you don't have someone meeting you at the airport and you're just going to go and, and do it by yourself. Um, you, you grow so quickly because you learn to trust yourself. You learn to be with yourself. You have to sit and listen to yourself. Like it's a really deep dive into self to travel alone. Um, it's so powerful. So anyone who has ever been like waiting for the right time, hasn't been able to give themselves permission. Um, I would say, say yes. Like if you're going to take something from this conversation, um, one, spend the time with yourself, you're worth it Two, say yes. And like three, you never get back the missed opportunity. So just like do it. <laughs> We're going to be Nike. Just do it. <laughs> do it. I mean, just, just live. And that's something for me that I, I tell myself on the daily, okay, I have my morning routine. I go jog in nature, wherever I can. Um, I do my yoga, meditation, affirmations, visualization. I try to read a chapter a day, uh, uh, any book, um, and, and just really fill my cup. And then I go out in the world and I just try to, to live every day with like gratitude. Uh, I tell people that I love like my family, my friends, I love them. I'm grateful for them. I've really just like shifted my life in, in, in so many different ways. And, um, travel is one of the, the best gifts. I mean, that is why, like I dedicate my whole life to travel because, like you were saying earlier, there's so many layers of gifts that travel gives us. It gives us um, gratitude from from for for life, for other people, for where we live. We come every time I come back to the U.S. to USA, I'm always so grateful because we have so much here. Um, that sometimes, like like when I went to Cuba, I, I was just posting earlier. I was just remembering my trip to Cuba. Um, there's so many countries that are so amazing, but different. And we have so many freedoms that we don't even really recognize, right? Until we go to, to just so many different places. Um, but travel is the gift that keeps giving and travel is a mindset. So right now, even during the pandemic, you can travel in your backyard. You can go to the local museum, go to the local national park, go within a three hour drive radius and discover, you know, what's in Colorado or, or discover what's in California, right? And, and really um, get to know your own surroundings because that is something that I have been able to do uh, during the pandemic is just do, do local trips. Like this morning, I went uh, to jog at Dana Point, which is like 15, 20 minutes away from me. And discovering a new route and and I love it just getting out of my comfort zone right because that's that's key to help you grow is getting out of your comfort zone um and so and for me it's also connecting with nature uh, I love connecting with nature and and yeah and so travel is a mindset like you said earlier it doesn't have to be far it doesn't have to be luxurious it doesn't have to be all these uh, you know, different things. It can be just crossing the street and going for a jog and taking a different route on, on the way to the market or something like that, you know, and especially during these uncertain times, you can still travel locally. Um, you know, there's different things that you can do and, and just to keep that wanderlust alive. So, yeah, it's, as you were talking, I'm like, it's like, it's, it's about, giving you the space to be present and pay attention. And I was just imagining you jogging, like if you're on your normal route, right? You, you might have your AirPods in and you're just like maybe going through your to-do list or like, oh, I forgot the thing at the grocery store, but you're jogging and you're just, you're kind of mindless because you've done it a hundred times. So you don't have to pay attention. But now when you drove to Dana Point, you're like, I've never been here. I'm not sure where I'm going. Your eyes are up and you're looking and you're like, oh, I, I, that's an interesting noise. Or oh, I wonder what that smell is. I wonder if there's a bakery. All of a sudden you are in the moment. And so that is really like what travel allows us to do. And like you said, that's the mindset. And if you choose that, you can have that anywhere, anytime. And then you can reflect on 
that experience, which then amplifies what it brings to your life. So I think that that gives everyone the opportunity to have that experience. Like they literally could just walk a different way in your house. I mean, like we really get in our routines and what we want out of travel is to be awake. Absolutely. And that, that reminds you of a great story. Um, you know, in Nashville, my mom had a few surgeries and so I was there and um, she's recovering well, thank, thankfully. And so when, once um, before one of her surgeries, um, there's a, I don't know if you've heard of him, his name is Sadhguru. He is really famous he, in, in India and, and really all around the world. But he's, you know, a guru, meditation, yoga, but he has a center, it's called Isha Center in McMinnville, Tennessee, which is like a two, three hour drive from Nashville. And uh, my sisters told me one time, he's going to be there doing outdoor social distancing, like just talk. And I, I told my mother, I was like, hmm, do you want to go just go hear him? Because he's super famous. He's super like, I listened to his YouTube and his, he's just really well known. Like he's with the Dalai Lama. He's just amazing. Right. And she goes, okay, sure, why not? My mom is a Sagittarius, super adventurous, always has the wanderlust. Um, and so we drove at like four in the morning because it started at 6 a.m., yoga mats and all outside socially distanced and, and everything. And he spoke. And one of the things he talked about was at his center, there are rocks in, in, the, in the driveway, in, in, the, in the driveway. And he said a lot of people, who would go visit or his workers, employees would complain, like, why can't you just take the rocks and make it smooth? He goes, because you have to pay attention when you're walking, be present, pay attention. If there are rocks, it's not meant to harm you, but it's meant to keep you present. Um, so I remember that. And uh, I don't remember, I was, I was like a couple months later, I was, I was jogging in Pasadena. I took a new route. I Googled best places to jog in Pasadena. And um, I went to this beautiful mountain where they do a lot of horseback riding. And I was jogging and I was in my own world. I kind of, you know, with the music, I was kind of looking forward. I wasn't being fully present. There was a rock hidden under the, <laughs> the path, the dirt path. And I tripped and I fell, <laughs> but I'm laughing because, you know, I'm okay. And everything was, it was embarrassing. People saw me fall. I, I got dirt and mud everywhere. I mean, it was embarrassing, but I laughed because I was, he's right. You know, I literally fell just, I wasn't paying attention. And um, that's why I laughed because it, it is so true when, when, when we are just, you know, carried away with the monkey mind or thinking like, oh, this or that not being present is, is yeah, sometimes things like that happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, this has just been like the most beautiful conversation that I don't want to bring to an end, but I am going to start to wrap it up. Um, I'm going to invite you to share how people can connect with you, where they can find you. And then we'll end with a few just kind of rapid fire questions so that people can get to know a little bit more about Jeanette. <laughs> Love that, okay. Um, so yes, you can find me. My website is www.jetsetwithjeanette.com. It's two N's. Um, my email is travel at jetsetwithjeanette.com. I'm very mindful. I will get back to you if you email me um, just Give me a few days to catch up. Uh, my Instagram is at Jet Set with Jeanette and um, Twitter at Jeanette Seha and Facebook. So find me. And if you have any questions or if I can be a resource for anything beyond travel as well, whether it's vision boards or, or recommendations or anything, just reach out to me because I'm always open. So yeah. And make sure that they listen to Global Conversation. Oh, yeah. Make sure you listen to Global They're Conversation. They're so good. <laughs> Thank you. We'll have you on. And um, yeah, there's a couple episodes still yet to come out that I haven't announced. And then in March next month, I'm, I'm going to start new episodes. So really, really excited. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, so seven kind of quick-ish questions. Um, what is your favorite book or movie that offers you a travel escape or inspires you to adventure? Oh my goodness. Um, I really have to say Eat, Pray, Love is one of my favorites. And I feel in my own life, I, I did my Eat, Pray, and I'm working on the love part. <laughs> 
Um, so that is one of my favorite books. Uh, I also like Seed of the Soul um, and The Alchemist, which is kind of a classic, right? What is always in your suitcase? Ooh, um, that's a good question. A book, a journal, a camera, headphones, because uh, I like to I like to do uh, listen to podcasts or or do meditations, guided meditations on airplanes. It's actually the best place to do them. Just pop them in. People think you're sleeping, but nope, you're meditating or you're doing or you're listening to a podcast or, or something of that sort. So you always find that um, in my suitcase, sunscreen, if I'm going somewhere tropical, a swimsuit. And in my carry-on, I always have an emergency outfit because you never know what's gonna happen to your checked-in luggage. So always good to have a backup outfit. <laughs> Yes, me too. And especially if I'm going somewhere nice, I have my swimsuit or I'm not nice. I nice in my mind obviously means where there's going to be a beach. <laughs> if I'm going somewhere with a beach, I have my swimsuit because I'm like, if anything else happens, I don't really care. I can go to the beach and I'm going to be okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, I went to Japan one and their large is not equivalent to the same large that I'm used to. So yeah, I had a lot of fun trying to find my size there. So yeah. I had a situation similar to that in Thailand, actually, and it, it was very interesting. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, what is uh, what is your favorite destination? Ooh, okay, I'm going to give you my top three. Okay, because they're all the Thai. Cuba, India, and uh, Egypt. Mm. Uh, where do you still long to visit? Of course, La France. I um, France. I, I usually go every year, but I really uh, my dream for the past three years is to relocate to France. So I'm six months in online virtual French classes. Je m'appelle Jeanette, comment allez-vous? And um, <laughs> it's really one of my biggest dreams is to is to live in France. Um, so definitely France. Yeah. Excellent. I have never been to Europe, so I will come visit you when you are Please. in France. <laughs> Um, what do you eat that immediately connects you to a place that you've been? Mm, I would have to say um, caldo or Mexico. Um, so like when my, my grandparents, um, caldo de pollo when I used to eat meat, but now lentejas is my, one of my favorite soups. Um, let's see, really anything Mexican that you know my mother, my grandmothers used to make would bring me back home childhood memories quesadillas I mean but like real quesadillas like thick dough fried cheese you put salsa on it the, those that they make like in Mexico City and you'll find on the corner oh my god those are the best <laughs> yeah almost like grilled cheese sandwich kind of like yeah. it's so serious yeah. Um, there's like a nopali, like a cactus salad that I used to get when I went to La Paz in Mexico. And there was something about one eating it because it was so unusual to me at that time I had that was some of my very first early traveling um, for a company I worked with the flavor the unexpectedness of it and like how comforted I felt by eating it was a very unusual experience to me. It made me feel like really connected to that place and to myself and to the experience. So whenever I can have someone that prepares it the same way as that hotel in, uh, I think it was Hotel Los Arcos in La Paz, mm. it was it was so good. It was just like the best. Um, so it's so powerful. I would say Esquites too, Esquites, sorry. Esquites, you know, Esquites is like corn with, um, with a sour cream and chili. And they usually make it in Mexico City or you can eat it on the cob. Um, I'm always afraid I'm gonna like break a tooth. So like they make it in a cup. And Solchimilco in Mexico City, you know, where you take the, the boats along the lagoon and the river in Mexico City. There are... Uh, women and men mariachis and boats and they'll come to your boat and you can request and pay for a song and they will ride along you like literally along with you playing mariachi or there are women who are making quesadillas or esquites and they'll come next to your boat and they'll sell it to you like while you're cruising down Solchimilco that that is amazing so esquites bring me back to Mexico City um and that experience which is a must in Mexico City by the way it's my mom's hometown so 
Oh, I've only ever been in the airport there, which is so sad, but someday I will get to leave the airport. We have a lot. sounds like you have a lot to add to that vision board. I do. I do. It's getting bigger. It's my whole office. Um, who, and I think you talked a little bit about this, but who is the person that inspired or encouraged you to set out and explore the world? For sure. My mother, for sure. Yeah. Um, she still inspires me as a woman just to, to travel and just, you know, I always credit her to raising me um, with such a kind heart. And, you know, she's just one of my biggest role models. Um, if you could take an adventure with one person, fictional or real, alive or, alive or past, who would it be? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. I would have to say, like, honestly, the late Anthony Bourdain, because he was just such an amazing um, human being and, and he inspired me. And I met him in New York City for like 10 or 20 minutes when I was interviewing him. But I didn't, I wish I could have like a sit down meal with him, you know, and, and just, just experience that, that for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I knew you were going to say him. So that's, I that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's true. And I have to share, like, honestly, I, a year, like two years ago, I had a dream and this sounds really crazy, but in my dream, we were like in a bookstore and he, I was looking at some books and Bourdain showed up in my dream. I mean, the late Bourdain and he like passed me a, like a paper, but it was kind of like a baton. Mm. Like, like, here you go. Like, it was like, it was unspoken, but he passed it to me, like, keep it going or something. That's the interpretation that mm -hmm. I had, but he was just so meaningful and like instrumental in, in, in the way, like he showed us the world and, and just you know, share people's stories. So that was really powerful. So yeah, I, I he was just so impactful in my life. Yeah. yeah. So he's already traveling with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Um I I this has just been a gift, like connecting with you, all of the things that have happened since, all the things that will happen still. Um I'm so grateful. Thank you for sharing your story and for all that you do. Um, I'm just, I'm so, I'm proud of the voice that you have in this space. And I'm just thankful to have had the moment with you today to share with everybody who's listening. Oh, thank you, Christine. Well, I'm so honored and, and our paths, you know, virtually and hopefully in person one day to uh, cross for a reason. And, and you're inspiring me, inspiring me just as much and I'm honored. I'm really honored. I, I, I see what you're doing and it's really amazing. So keep it up. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Soul of Travel. I hope you enjoyed the journey. If this sounds like your community, welcome. I'm so happy to connect with you. You can find more about the ways you can be a part of the Soul of Travel and Lotus Sojourn community at www.lotussojourns.com. Here, you can find out more about Soul of Travel and my guests. You can also find the Lotus Sojourns I Guide for Women, as well as my current book, Sojourn, offering an opportunity to explore your heart, mind, and the world through the pages of books specially selected to create a unique journey. You can find me on Facebook at Lotus Sojourns and join our community, the Lotus Sojourns Collective, or follow me on Instagram, either at Lotus Sojourns or Soul of Travel Podcast. Join the Lotus Sojourns mailing list. I look forward to getting to know you and hopefully hear your story.